Everybody's working for the podcast. Everybody wants a second chance. Yeah, right. We don't need second chances here because we get it right the first time around right here on the Harland Highway. Welcome aboard. I'm Harland Williams, your host. And what a show we have today. Uh, All kinds of intriguing, in-depth topics. Uh, We're going to be talking about your your finances, your your end-of-the-year finances, or your start-of-the-year finances, however you want to look at it. Uh, We're going to be discussing sleeping in, the art of sleeping in, and your body clock. Um, We're going to be talking about, speaking of sleeping, people staying over. Does it become weird when you want your boyfriend or girlfriend to stay over or maybe not have them stay over? Uh, I'm going to tell you a story about my encounter at a basketball game and Jack Nicholson. That's right. I was sitting right there near Jack Nicholson, the uh, movie actor. We'll get into that. We're going to talk about decorating your homes. And uh, a very funny comedian who's been coming in uh, over the last little bit, uh, Sean Tweedley, will be here to share his humorous thoughts with us. Because it's always funny. Right here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Glad you guys are still open. Can I have one large Sicilian? Make it well done, please. And then a white pie with mushrooms and onions. I need that delivered to. Oh, where are we? We're in between 149 and 151 32nd Street. I really appreciate it. A big tip to the driver. Thanks. Okay, where's my dudes at, huh? Where's the man, shall we say, have kind of uh, stepped out of adolescence and boyhood and now are like full-fledged men? You know, like yuppies, urban professionals. You're kind of at that 30-year-old mark. You finally left the college stuff behind and you're kind of maturing a little bit. And you finally got your own place. Hmm? Your own nice place. No college roommates. No lazy-ass girlfriend. No relatives. No cousins. Hey, Eric Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. You just finally did it. You went out and got your own nice place. Right? For the first time in your life, you're kind of like, you know what, man? I don't want the ratty old couch and the beer kegs and the beer bottle collection and the uh, kiss poster. I think I finally want to buy some nice stuff. I want this place to look cool, but you're on your own, right? And you go out and you, you start looking for furniture and you start to realize that, hey, man, maybe I can do this. 
Not all guys are useless at decorating their own home and picking out nice stuff, man. Well, first of all, those curtains have got to go. Sometimes when we're just left to our own devices and we're kind of got our backs against the wall and we're kind of stranded, we can do it sometimes. I've picked out nice stuff before. I thought it should be all very smooth and very slick and kind of elegant. Guys, don't let anyone give you any grief. Take a deep breath. Be confident. Look around your house and decide what fits. And go out and do it. <laughs> Little words of encouragement from me. Because there's some things us men just do not feel great about doing. But you can do it, gentlemen. Decorate your place and make it nice. And do it soon, because I want to come over and have dinner and sit on your couch and watch TV. Me too, me too. And I ain't going to do it if your place is a dump. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to bring my friends too. So if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for me and everyone else here on the Harlan Highway. Okay, so I did it. Uh, for the first time in many, many years, I went to a professional basketball game. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, a buddy of mine got tickets. He got really good tickets. And uh, he's like, let's go to the Lakers. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it, man. So I went to the Lakers and... Um, you know, I'm not a big basketball fan. I don't know why. I, I I grew up watching hockey, so when I watch basketball, it just, you know, I, I'm not denying the athleticism, but it just moves slow to me. It looks like uh, everything's in slow motion, and it, uh, I don't know, it just, ba basketball live doesn't compute in my head very well. Um, I have respect for the game, respect for the athletes, but I, I just don't get a thrill out of it but it was fun to be there it's fun to absorb the energy of the crowd it was you know there was Kobe right in front of me I mean my seats were literally courtside you know I was like uh three three rows back from uh from being on the court and there's Kobe uh right in front of me sweating and shooting and what really cracks me up is when these guys do the long three-pointers, you know? Especially Kobe, right? He did a few right in front of me, his back to me. And I'm like, you know, right there, I could have thrown the wiener from my hot dog and hit him in the back of the head. That's how close I was, right? But they do these big uh, three-point shots, and they're like these swish shots, and they extend the arm, and at the end of the throw, when they release, you've seen it, they kind of flap their wrist down, okay? Their wrist is a, the, the ball sits on the palm of their hand on their fingertips. They release the ball, and the momentum, the follow-through, makes their wrist kind of flap down. You know, kind of in the old days, in the 70s, whenever, whenever you were, when you were a kid, and you wanted to kind of, you know, give an insulting kind of visual... Uh, tip-off that someone was effeminate or gay or a prissy or whatever, not too manly, you would kind of swish your wrist down, you know? Just kind of... Your hand would be up, and next thing your wrist would be bent and your fingers are pointing at the ground. You know what I mean. And I always find it funny that these big six, seven-foot guys, all muscle, all toned, all ripped, and 
There they go. They throw the ball, and their muscles are rippling, and then right at the end of it, whoops-a-daisy. Watch me. I'm going to throw a three-point shot from the three-point line. There it is. There's my little shot. Did it make it? Oh. I don't know, man. It's just like if a hockey player, after he took a slap shot, did a pirouette, right? Or uh, a hockey player took a slap shot and picked up one of the other players and twirled him around over his head like you see in figure skating. It's just, it's just not that manly of an ending to the whole setup, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but here was the real thrill, okay? Um, I sat down in my chair... And I looked directly across the court. Like if you were to run a laser beam or a wire or anything, like straight across the court, okay? If you were to take the two chairs on opposing sides of the court, pull them directly across together and face each other, it would be me and Jack Nicholson. Yes, that's right. The famous actor Jack Nicholson was sitting directly across from me. That was probably the more exciting than seeing the basketball game. And, I, you know, every few minutes I had to take a look at the guy. You know, he was sitting there in his black uh, sweater, his black blazer. He had those uh, horn-rimmed glasses with kind of the rose-colored rims. And he's sitting there with his arms crossed. And he wasn't very animated. I don't think this game had much... Uh, much on it you know it's not like it was a playoff game so he was pretty cool sitting there he was watching the game and I was just like wow there's are you serious there's the guy from the shining there's the there's the famous actor from easy rider there's Jack Nicholson who we all know and love man and I was just waiting for him to be crazy and jump out on the court and rip his shirt off and go, here's Johnny. Are you out of your mind? Give me the goddamn ball and let me throw a three-pointer. Do you mind if I just step in here and do a slam dunk shot? Would that be all right with everybody? Here's Johnny, right? Wouldn't that be, wouldn't you love to see crazy Nicholson getting there? And I kept watching him to see if he'd be crazy, and he really wasn't. And then um, and then right near the end of the game, there was one point where he wasn't really watching the game. He was just staring. He was just staring off into nowhere. And then the middle of the stare, he just started laughing. You know that kind of creepy joker from Batman laugh he has and his lips curled up and those teeth came out and he was just like, <laughs> and then as quickly as it started, it stopped and he focused on the game and started watching again. I was like, wait, wait, he's going crazy. Nicholson's, oh my God, he's, he's going crazy right now. So there you go. That's my story. Harley Williams at the old basketball game. Sitting right across from the main man himself, Jack Nicholson. And I asked my buddy, too, I go, how old is Nicholson now? And he goes, I think he's like 71 or 75. Here's Johnny. And it made me sad because I realized, you know, even if he lives to be really old, 
you can only do your acting to a certain age, you know? You can, you're only mobile for so long. You only have your faculties for so long. And it made me sad that we probably only have, like, another five to eight years left of this guy as an actor, as a primo force de tour, tour de force in the acting community. I mean, of course he'll get the obligatory cameo or the... Hey, Jack Nicholson does a scene in this movie. He's in a wheelchair, you know, kind of like uh, James Cagney when he died or when he got old. He he did a movie called Ragtime. I think it was his last movie, and he was old and decrepit, but he was in a wheelchair, and he was, you know. So God bless him. Uh, great to see uh, an iconic movie star like uh, Jack Nicholson. And let's just hope, for God's sakes, that uh, he's not sitting somewhere doing a podcast, you know, the Jack Nicholson turnpike, and he's sitting there going, you know, I was at a basketball game last night, and I looked directly across from where I was sitting, and I saw that freak Harlan Williams, and it made me sad because I thought... He's only going to be around for another couple of years because he's a dumbass. And then I saw him laughing and I thought he's a freak. And I said, here's Johnny. Okay, I'm drifting. I'm getting off topic. But there you go. That's my L.A. Lakers basketball story. Wendy, give me the bat. I just want to bash Harlan Williams' brains in. Does it matter to you at all that the owners have placed their complete confidence and trust in me and that I have signed a letter of agreement, a contract, in which I have accepted that responsibility? You have the slightest idea what a moral and ethical principle is, do you? Has it ever occurred to you what would happen to my future if I were to fail to live up to my responsibilities? Has it ever occurred to you? Has it? All right, boys and girls, are you having your boyfriend or your girlfriend over tonight? You know, for a little scrabble, watch a little TV, snuggle on the couch, and then you get to the end of the night, and it's one of those, um, you kind of want her to stay over, but you're not sure, and you kind of want the bed to yourself, and you've been sleeping together for the last four or five nights, and you're a little bit tired of each other, and and you both kind of know it, but nobody wants to say it, so you kind of, around 11.30, you're like, oh, well, ooh, it's getting late, isn't it, baby? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh... Well, um, do you do you want me to stay over? Or? Oh, hey, you know, do you I don't know. Do you want to stay over? Well, you know, I guess I could. I don't know if I. Yeah, you know, if you really, you know, I don't know. You got something to do? Well, you gotta. And you both know you don't want to stay over, but you can't be the first one to say, "Yeah, I don't want you to stay over. Why don't you go home?" Because then all of a sudden, it's like, what do you mean you don't want me to stay over? What does that mean? You sick of me? You don't like me anymore? No, baby. I mean, it sounded like you didn't want it. No, don't put... What are you, are you seeing someone else? So you got to do this little dance for about five minutes, right? Back and forth. You know, if you, if you want to go, I mean, I really want you to stay. But yeah, I know. I 
really want to stay, but maybe I should. You know, I've got the cat at home, and I, I haven't spent time with the cat. Yeah, right, the cat, for sure. Yeah, you know, that darn cat. Why does that cat get the love that I want? You know, you got to fake it a little bit, right? Yeah, it's a dance, and then if you both get through it, it's like they take off. Like, second they're gone, you're like, oh, okay. We got through that, and then you hear them run out into the driveway, and you hear their car start, and then in your heart, you're like, oh, my God, where's she going? Oh, my God, I got to sleep alone tonight? I miss her already. Why did I let her go? Ah! And then you're like kicking yourself. Could have been snuggling up to a sweet little sweetheart. Now you're going to be all alone with your Donald Duck doll. So think before you stink, whatever that means, here on the Harlan Highway. Yeah, stink. Here's something that stinks that you have to do every year, usually at the beginning of the year, of a new year, like right in January, you usually have to do it. You have to go in and see your accountant or your banker or sit down with your significant other, and you have to go, okay, let's go through all the receipts. Let's go through all the monies earned. How did we do this year? Uh, right? And you're dreading it. You're adding everything up and you're moving stuff around. And you're like, oh, I got some money from that. And then someone gave me a hundred bucks for a present. And then we got that uh, refund from the credit card company. And then uh, my boss gave me a little bonus. And then your mom and dad sent us a little something. And then uh, blah, 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 blah. And you're just, you know, adding everything up. And doesn't it always seem, no matter how well you think you did, your accountant always goes, well, um, you didn't do as good as last year. Uh, you know, in order to just break even next year, you're going to have to make an, another seven or $8,000 just to be above that line. You know, like right now you're working backwards against yourself, but... Uh, you know, if you step it up a little next year, uh, you know, eight or ten thousand. Wait a minute, I thought you said six. That well, just twelve thousand dollars more, and you'll be above that line. Wait, wait, twelve? I thought you said ten. Look, I'm gonna just let's tap it out at thirty-five thousand dollars. You get above that nut, and you're gonna be real good for the new year. You're just like, good God. And then your mind replays all the hours you worked and all the flying you did and all the maneuvering and all the politics and all the meetings and all the dinner parties and all the, and all the man hours put in sitting at the computer and sitting at your desk and, and only 35 more thousand dollars. <gasps> and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> and then every year you have a good year, right? Where it's like, hey, man, your investments, your uh, thing, you made an extra 12 grand. You're up 12 grand, man. I mean, good for you. Take me out for steak and lobster, man. Uh, Wait a minute. You're my accountant? Yeah, I love lobster, man. 
And why are you talking like a dude? I don't know. With all this new money you've got, I'm just it's like a weight off my back, man. I'm like feeling hip and free and I'm all about spending your f- newly found cash, man. Yeah, right. Believe me, any cash you save or any cash that you are above your nut, your line, okay? Trust me, the, the, the new year will eat it up like, uh, remember in Star Wars? I think it was Star Wars 3 where they're walking through the desert and the desert floor opened up and it was like this giant sucking jellyfish mouth and all the sand started going down and anyone standing near the edge of this giant like 300 foot mouth got sucked into the belly of the desert that's what you that's what your money's doing i thought i had an extra 12 grand you wish you did i just sucked it down oh man there goes that new fish tank oh you didn't say anything about a fish tank here let me puke it back up for you what So anyways, I hope you're able to save. That's the good part about this show. It's absolutely free. And although there are times when it sucks, you're not getting any money sucked out of you. So there you go. At least some things in life are free, right? So enjoy. I hope you do well. Uh, Happiness and prosperity to you. And just be careful when you're walking through the desert. You don't get sucked. Did you know that they say that sleeping in on Saturday and Sunday can actually disturb your body clock, leaving you feeling fatigued at the start of the week? (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I unplug my body clock Friday at 5 p.m. I take my body clock off and I throw it over a cliff, man. I don't just sleep on Saturday. I hibernate, man. You could put a grizzly bear beside me and I'd just snuggle. I'd hibernate. Man, what kind of study is that, huh? So what are they suggesting? We get up at the same time on the weekend? Well, I better get up at uh, 6 a.m. You know, it's a Saturday. I don't want to throw the old body clock off. And Sunday, yeah, I better get up at 6 and shower and shave and just go sit at my kitchen table. You know, maybe I'll uh, put my suit on and go down and get in the car and uh, drive to work and just stare at my building. And then once uh, 9 o'clock, 9.30 rolls around, I'll realize everything's closed and uh, my body clock will be okay. Okay? Ah! The weekend's mine! Screw the body clock! Fill it up with booze. Fill it up with pizza. Fill it up with hell. Harlan Williams. Oh. <laughs> Man, I'm excited. Comedian Sean Tweedley has been spending some time with us here on the highway. Funny guy, and uh, he's back again for more, man. We're happy to have him. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, buddy. Wow, you, you're all spiced up. You're all fired up. I'm excited. Do you wear cologne and stuff? I do, and I have it on now. What is it? Because you, you look all like old spicy today or it's something. It's called Excited Boy. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. That's not uh, Michael Jackson's new fragrance, is it? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm bringing the excited back. <laughs> 
All right. What's up, boy? <laughs> you, you're good? Happy to be alive? Everything cool? Yeah, everything's really good. Um, what what a guy like you? You're on the road a lot. What, what, what bothers a guy like you about life, about this crazy world we're in? I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what's going on, to tell you the truth. What do you mean? Like you don't want to follow the news? I try to follow, bro. It confuses honestly, you, right? It confuses me like it confuses everybody. Why? I just, I don't know. I don't know how to follow it. I don't know. You know, there's all these terrorists. There's this wars going on. They're in, they're out. I don't know. Yeah. All I can make of it, I swear to you, all I can make of it is that all these terrorist groups' names, don't they all sound like something you do on the toilet? You oh, know? my God. What, like, you mean, what? It's like, I don't know what I had to eat last night, man, but this morning I just dumped this huge Hezbollah, you know? <laughs> just a giant Shiite full of Kurds. <laughs> and Sunnis. There were Sunnis in there, Sunnis. too. Yeah, they're hard to digest. <laughs> they're like corn, bro. <laughs> Those darn Sunnis, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never. Tiny oh, little things. They're tough. Yeah. Stuck in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must. You this stuff must drive you nuts. All this terrorist because you fly yeah. a lot. You're doing comedy clubs all over the country. I mean, yeah. you got to deal with security and airlines. I mean, you must have some horror stories. I do. Well, every flight for me is a horror story. I hate flying. Why? I just I'm scared of everything. Turbulence the most. You yeah. Know? I don't like bouncing around the sky. It doesn't feel good to me. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I don't know how people just sit there through it. Uh, A flight that I recently took, the thing was smashing all over the... It couldn't get above clouds. Like, it was staying under the weather. It was bouncing around at one point, like, dropped like 20, 30 feet and... And, you know, and here's the kicker. At one point, the pilot came on yeah. to calm everybody down. That's how bad it was, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And uh, the pilot came on, and it, it was a woman, you know? Oh. <laughs> I mean, nearly everybody on the plane crapped their pants. I mean, honestly. <laughs> everybody had a, a chezbollah. <laughs> everybody had a, sh- a giant shiite. <laughs> oh, no. Um, it was a woman? A, a wo- have you ever had a female pilot? No. Dude, It's it startles you when the voice comes on. It's like... Uh-oh. I mean, I'm not chauvinist, honestly. Yeah, no, but, no, you're not. But, you know, steering a plane is a lot harder than steering a shopping cart at a grocery store. You know what I'm oh, saying? Well. I mean, even with the wobbly wheel, those things are tough to control. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in trouble now. I just no, lost hey. all female viewers. No, no. It's a radio show, so they can't see you. Listeners. Yeah, listeners. <laughs> listen. Boy, you are shaking up. Sorry. So a woman comes on, and what's she doing? She's trying to calm you down? Yeah. She's calming everybody down, and uh, and uh, can you hear like a hair dryer going off in the background? Well, I think she might have gone into labor. I think, <laughs> you know, oh, man, uh, I, I, those ladies are always up to something, huh? They can just bump into something, and suddenly they start ovulating, and they're flying my plane. Oh and my god! I don't know. I PMS the, Airlines. It's, totally. That's scary. It's too much to think about. Wow. You gonna walk everywhere from now on? From now on, it's just my kicks. I'll be walking all over the place. Oh, watch out for shopping carts, dude. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Sean Tweedley, the trials and tribulations of comedian Sean Tweedley here on the Harland Highway. All right, Sean Tweedley. My thanks to Sean for uh, coming in uh, over the last week or so and uh, dropping by and uh, yucking it up with us. Um, you can check Sean out on Facebook or, uh, you can check him out on uh, MySpace and, uh, find out where he's playing. I know he has a CD out there that he has for sale. I'll try and track that down. Very funny lad. 
Um, and speaking of the funny, the stand-up, can I give myself a little plug here? Holy God. Um, if you're around this weekend, okay, uh, January 14th and 15th, yours truly is going to be in Denver. Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works. Uh, go to my website, harlowilliams.com. Uh, you can see the schedule. Ch- click on the stand-up uh, icon, and you will find uh, the show times, the ticket prices, uh, the location. I guess there's two uh, Comedy Works comedy clubs in Denver now, um, so don't get them mixed up. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I have not been out to Denver for uh, a little while to do stand-up, so it's going to be great to get back there. I know I have a lot of fans there. Always love the crowds there. So that's uh, January 14th and 15th, Friday and Saturday night, out in Denver at the Comedy Works. And uh, don't forget, if you want to pick up the uh, the podcast on your cell phone, go to Stitcher, stitcher.com. There's a free app you can download, and you can uh, have the Harland Highway on any of your uh, smartphones. And if you have any uh, questions, comments, insults, or praise, uh, feel free to call the Harland uh, Highway uh, mailbox answering machine. Leave your message, 888-500-2090. 888-500-2090. We'd love to hear from you. If we like your messages, we put them on the air. And... Um, and there you go. So I uh, hope you had fun today, folks. I know uh, I had a great time as usual. And uh, that's all we have time for today. So until next time, let me be very, very clear with this. Chicken chow main baby. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more going to do you now? Stay with me. Please. Give me the bag. Give me the bag. Oh, God damn it!